And welcome back again, everybody, to the Skyvoff Podcast. My name's Rod. Thank you for joining me. Um, today, we have a guest who's going to help us get to the great outdoors and enjoy the great outdoors. Please say hello to Anne Hanson Aaron. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for doing this. Uh, so there's probably better things you can be doing on a Friday night, but that's okay. Thank you for spending your Friday night here <laughs> kind of talking with us. So, no, this is awesome. You'd be surprised. I'm usually not doing much on Friday nights. Okay. So. It's kind of like me, so it's good. So <laughs> let's jump right into it. Why don't you tell people your story, kind of where you grew up, where you're from, and we'll start from there. Yeah, so I grew up here in Cedar Rapids. I actually have always lived in Cedar Rapids, and I think a lot of people kind of always wonder why. I love to travel so much, but I really enjoy living here. Um and my parents still live here and I'm really close with them. I'm only child. Um, so I'm, I'm just really close to my parents and love staying in this area. Um, I actually really like Cedar Rapids. Um, and yeah, grew up here. I've always lived here. <laughs> so we'll start off um, kind of while you're on and talking about your story is hiking. And to say <laughs> that you love hiking would probably be a huge understatement. So kind of tell everybody kind of where you got started with hiking and kind of what created this love you have and to the point where you've created a, a Facebook group and a group that goes out hiking. So kind of tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, kind of how I got started in hiking was I actually was married. Um, I was with someone for a really long time and we got divorced and, um, I had realized that I had kind of lost myself. And I think both of us had lost ourselves within that relationship. We weren't really our own people. Um, And so after that, I really started exploring different things of what I wanted in life and things that I enjoyed and hiking and nature became a really large part of that. Um, And it just kind of slowly grew. Uh, Social media started becoming a big part of my life um, as well, um, which I try to balance out um, with my hiking and traveling Um, But I have utilized that as well to help grow that here, especially in the Midwest, um, which is where I wanted to start a group because I really do think there are a lot of people in the Midwest that do enjoy living here and they enjoy the outdoors here. It's just a matter of finding them and then also showing people how beautiful it really is here. And it may not be specifically the mountains, but we have other things and there is beauty literally everywhere you go. Um, quite frankly, cities are kind of where I struggle having that concrete jungle. It's not really my thing. Um, And so I think for me, having nature and having so much of it here in the Midwest, I I thoroughly enjoy it. And that's kind of why I started that is that group is to be able to show people, you know, how beautiful it is around here. So did you have experiences growing up in the outdoors or is there one, one thing that you can point to that kind of was like sparked a fire to, to this passion? I laugh because my parents used to take me um, outside all the time. And there were times where I loved it. And then there were times where I was such a brat. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Uh, or I, I did hate it. And I just, I was, I guess as a kid, I wasn't as, um, I guess, much of an explorer as I am now. Um, but like they would take me to Makokota caves or like places around here and I did enjoy it. But then I also got like 
bored of it at that time because I didn't fully appreciate like what nature really is because I didn't fully under understand it as a child. Um, and so, but I would say that I do get my like love of nature from my mom, um, and a little bit of my dad, but I would say my grandparents too. I think there's just some of that in my family for that love for exploring and traveling in nature. Um, but I didn't travel a lot as a child. We just did more things around here, which is maybe where that did stem from. So when you say outdoors, kind of, uh, what's your definition of outdoors? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say, I think that it's such a large uh, spectrum of things. I don't really know what to say because I am not a huge camper. A lot of people are like, oh, well, you probably camp a lot. I don't. Um, you don't? I don't. I just uh, I just automatically assumed. I was like, oh, hiking. Okay, yeah, she must camp a lot. I don't. So I either hike or I backpack and I don't do, there's no in between, which I, personally for me, camping is in between that camping is staying in one sedentary place. Um, and I just, that's not my thing. If I want to stay outside or sleep outside, I sleep in a hammock and I literally just like backpack from where, like from one place to the next. Um, and like, yes, you stay there one night, but then you move to a different spot the next night. And so I kind of do, you know, I'm either hiking day hikes, which is mostly what I do, or I'm doing the backpacking. Um, and so it's, there's kind of no in between there, I feel like, but I also love to do a lot of other things outside. And I think that's where, um, the outdoors community kind of they want you to only be in one specific thing. Like people will say, I'm a hiker. Well, I also love to bike. I love kayaking. Like there's a gazillion other things I love to do outside that to me is outdoorsy still. Um, but obviously hiking is kind of the, the one I do the most, right? From where you started to where you are now or when you're first getting into it, what were your perceptions of hiking getting started? And then kind of what were the things like, oh, I didn't realize that or, oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I would say just learning the different things you need to know for hiking. Like, I mean, there's like your general stuff. You need to obviously bring water. You need to have good boots, those types of things. But then there's also like, I don't know random small things that you need to learn, um, as you're hiking, especially in different places, like, you know, the person coming down, um, is actually supposed to move out of the way for people coming up because like, if you're on a mountain or something like that, because, you know, the person down can actually see what's happening versus the person going up can't, I mean, just little things like that. Um, and kind of learning, different, different ways to respect other hikers or animals or nature. Um, that kind of changed my perspective on hiking a little bit because there's, there's more to know than just like going out in nature and being there, you know, um, the etiquette of hiking. Yeah, honestly. So uh, when you, so, I'm sorry, somebody like me, when I think hiking, I think of that movie 14 peaks. And I know, and I know that's like the, like the deep end of the pool. Yeah. So, so as you started 
hiking and it became, you know, just went from something you like to something you, you know, this was really, really, maybe you had found your thing. How did you adjust to that? Was, what's that, what was that transition like? I, that's an interesting question. Um, I just honestly went from, I kind of went from zero to a (laughs) hundred. Um, I just wanted to, once I started getting out in nature more, I realized how much of my life was missing and how much of my personality wasn't there. Like I really truthfully lost myself for like seven years and didn't have my own personality for so long. And I think nature really brought that out in me. So I kind of went from like not hiking, not being outside a whole bunch to completely being outside as much as possible. Like I was hiking daily when I could, even in the winter, I still hike um, because of how much I feel like it benefits our bodies as well. Like how healthy it is to get vitamin D, even when it's cloudy, you're still sometimes getting vitamin D. So like, I guess going, I kind of went from zero to a hundred, I feel like. And, um, I think there's, you know, different levels of hiking too. You know, there's people who hike for them is one mile and it's, you know, in a local park and that's fine. And there's people who will do 14ers. I've done a couple of those. Um, and I feel like those are really big, especially obviously in Colorado. And then there's people, (laughs) there's someone here that a female that just completed, all seven um, summits and did Mount Everest here in Cedar Rapids. Um, And there's people that do stuff like that, that do Mount Everest. So I think, you know, hiking goes, it can, it can be a very, um, a vast variety of different experiences for different people, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So I kind of want to go back to something you (laughs) said. I think it's, it's interesting and it's kind of a, a theme that the people I've had on my podcast, which oddly enough have all been women. And I I just, that seemed to always have the great stories and interesting stories. The seven years, you said there was, there were seven years there. So was that a time frame where you were doing outdoors, then it stopped and then you started again? Was it because you were, you were with somebody in trying to maybe accommodate yourself to them or to change yourself. Cause it, it kind of sounds like after that seven years, you kind of got back into it and you, it kind of reminded you of who you truly were. And then that's when you really took off and blossomed. Yeah. So to be completely honest, I wasn't much of a hiker prior to, those seven years necessarily, but I did enjoy being outside when I was younger. And so like, I think I was, I was a big dancer when I was younger and gymnast. I really enjoyed those two things. And so I had that. And then, yes, I got into the relationship, um, in high school and it it kind of went on for a while. Then we got married and we were just so involved with each other to a point that it was unhealthy, um, for both of us. And we both realized that, And, um, it didn't end very well. And so, you know, that also made me make a change in my, a pretty drastic change in my life. But I think, you know, when you're with someone for that long and you're that young, I mean, our brains are fully developed at the age of 25 
And so when you get married before the age of 25, at least this is my own personal opinion, it's very hard to know how that's going to develop later on because you're not fully developed. Your brain is not fully, you're not fully you quite yet. And so I was not fully me at that time. And I was really just gravitating towards him and what he wanted and vice versa. He was gravitating towards me and what I wanted. And we weren't really our own separate selves, if that makes sense. And so when I got out of that relationship, I realized that like, I had no idea who I was. I really truthfully had no clue what I had no idea who I was. And it really nature like resonated with me. And I really truthfully just got straight into that and it never stopped. Now, was it a, a transformation uh, you said you got into, was it something right away or was it something that you gradually came about and you kind of realize the more time you spent outdoors, the more you were finding who you truly were? Um, I would say it was pretty drastic. Um, I was going and doing hikes um, once a week. And then it just like, I started going every day, like within two weeks of my divorce, I was going outside almost daily and driving places and and doing hikes, um, even on days that I was working. Um, And I think, I can't even remember if I was still in college at that time, but I was, I mean, I was definitely outside. It was pretty drastic change. I don't think it was very gradual to be completely honest with you. It just, I fell in love with it the minute I was out there and it just, I don't know. It, I, I think I went directly to who I was pretty quickly, honestly. And was it like a form of therapy for you as you were making coming out of your divorce? Absolutely. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And so as you're, so you said you, boom, you, you went right into it after your divorce. Did you know like people in the hiking community or was it just this, you got into it and then you just started accumulating that, that knowledge? Yeah. So I, no, I didn't know anyone. Um, I was doing a lot of hiking alone. Um, all my hiking was actually alone. And then the more that I had posted on my social media, and this was kind of a little bit before I would say there's like, you know, people of like influencers and like pages like that. It was kind of just right before that kind of took off with social media, but I had been posting and people were questioning like, where are you at? Where are you going? I want to go. And people would just come with me. I mean, I think after a couple years I had hiked with over a hundred people, hundred different people, within a couple years of that time frame, just because people wanted to go and hike with, um, at these places here in Iowa. And so like at first I was hiking alone, but then I found people slowly as time went on. And it was really cool to see that other people enjoyed it as much as I did. And I think that's where I slowly realized I need to start a group. That sounds like it would make a great book, that journey (laughs) of meeting all those people. Uh, yeah. So, okay. It's funny because I have like a little outline of what we want to talk about, but I, I do that with everybody I talk to, but I never follow it because somebody's because people have such interesting stories that I tangent off on stuff that they say something that just really m- makes me interested. And so what you just said about the 
just starting out and then people kind of gravitating to you, was it something you were doing naturally? Did you think, okay, if I post about what I'm doing, maybe other people will see it or was, or was it just organic that people just happen to see it? And, Cause it almost, it reminds me of the show old I am of like Forrest Gump when he was running and then more people started running with them and more people. Yep. So as you, started growing as in these people going with you was that something organic or where did you kind of kind of go in with like well maybe someone will see this and and be interested honestly when I first started it was all 100% organic um obviously now that I've started my group I mean I'm purposely starting a group to get people together but when I first started posting I was posting because I was just trying to find myself. I was excited about the places I was finding. And then, yeah, it was just, it was a very organic growth type of thing where people, they were just wondering where I was, how they could get there, if they could come with me. And I I think it's kind of like manifesting. I was manifesting the life that I wanted and, you know, the right people were gravitating towards me um, because I was finding the people that enjoyed the same things that I do. Was there ever anyone who was like, okay, I think we need to sit her down. This hiking thing's getting a little out of control. My parents, (laughs) (laughs) my parents. Oh my goodness. I feel so bad for my parents. Um, there were a lot of times where I, I mean, I have taken, I have taken it to a little bit far of a level back a little, a couple years back. I did a couple things where, I literally would find people on social media and there was one guy that I had met off social media, lived in Milwaukee. I literally dropped everything and met him at an airport. He flew from Milwaukee to the Marion airport, picked me up and we went and took a day trip down to Shawnee national forest. And my parents didn't know him. I didn't know him. (laughs) And my parents, you know, we're obviously very nervous, but I mean, I also am a grown adult. I can do what I want. They know that I'm going to do that. Um, but there were times where they were concerned about the things that I was doing and hiking alone can be dangerous. But I think now um, they don't really get as concerned because I think they realize I take the safety precautions now. I'm very um you know, concerned with what's going on around me. I'm very aware or self-aware and especially aware of people around me. Um, But I think back then they definitely were a bit concerned um, with how much I was going and where I was going. And I don't blame them, honestly. (laughs) That's great. That's our crazy daughter hiking again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you, you, you come out of this relationship, you jump straight into hiking. It's just something that just starts growing and growing. And then one day you say, I'm going to start a hiking group. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, I had created this small group on Instagram of people um, that is kind of, we call it the OG group, kind of the original group of like 15 some people. And we were always, we we're going on a couple hikes and I called it the hikes and hammocks group. But um, then it started growing and more people wanted to join. And finally I realized I needed to create events and that there were more people wanting to join. So I created the Facebook group because honestly, that's the best platform to do that with. Um, 
And once I got that started, I had started posting on my TikTok and Instagram and even more about it. And it just grew because um, I started it last November and I think we're up to 1,600 people currently. Um, and it just, it grew very drastically and rapidly. Um, and it, it's kind of crazy because it came at a time in my life where I really needed it. I had just lost my job and I had kept that pretty quiet to be honest. Um, for the most part. And I really needed kind of the outlet, that thing that I was working on on the side um, while I was looking for a position. And it was really nice to have met some of the people I have met through the group and also just having that group and having, you know, the support of people and just being together hiking. I think with all the people that love the Midwest as much as I do, it really, it came at the right time. Um, and now it's just become such a large part of my life that I don't foresee it going anywhere away from me. Um, I actually want to turn it into a form of a small business at some point. I don't know how there's a lot of things I've been like thinking about with that, but it would be awesome to, at some point do something like this, either, you know, as like a part-time gig or even full-time. So kind of tell us the um, kind of the basis of the group, kind of what it is, what it stands for, and what you're trying to achieve with it. Yeah. Honestly, it's a group for, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons people join the group. But for me, it's to create a group for people to meet each other and whether it be, you know, for friends, acquaintances, relationships, you know, whatever it is, but just meeting people that love the Midwest and or want to learn more about the Midwest and hike together, people who enjoy hiking together. The thing is, is at some point, it doesn't just have to be hiking. You know, I think just people in the Midwest getting together and being outside. Um, I think that's kind of my goal is just for people to get together and be outside and enjoy nature together. Because, you know, it's great and all to be alone and to do your solo trips. I thoroughly enjoy those, but I have a tattoo that literally says happiness is only real and shared. And it's from a movie, um, into the wild. And I realized after doing a lot of solo trips that being with other people is also necessary. And I think that's where my groups kind of stems from is being together with people here in the Midwest is really a good thing. So, Kind of, I'm I'm curious about the kind of demographics of the group because I'm pretty sure you you probably get a pretty good cross section of folks that are joining in maybe for the different reasons that they're joining. Yeah, yeah. So um, we've had people because I actually took a poll a while back on asking people why they joined and. Gosh, it goes anywhere from, you know, they want to join just because they enjoy hiking or they want to join because they meet, want to meet someone. They want to date somebody in the group or they just want to meet friends to hike. But then it also goes to people who are going through something. A lot of people who, you know, have had drug addictions or they, you know, they want an outlet for something. They want to 
replace maybe something bad in their life with something good. And for them, this group is something good. And I think that's when I had some messages come in from some people explaining how, you know, like I had one person, their father had just passed and this was a way for them to have that outlet, you know, and nature was maybe something to their father and just messages like that, that made me realize like this group isn't just for people getting outside in the Midwest. I mean, it's, it's for a lot of different reasons. People join for all different reasons, honestly. Is, is, is one of the fun things I would feel being the originator of the group would be, and, and I guess partly part of hiking as well is you could have 10 people go on the same hike yet get 10 different experiences of that hike. You know, I've never thought of it that way. That's kind of awesome. Um, I have never thought of it that way. And that is, it's so true. Um, You know, I kind of think about the original group and the people in that group um, and how different we all are, you know, and how, we all want something different out of it. We want something similar, but we all want something different. I think, you know, that, that is a cool way to look at it. And I guess now I'm definitely going to think about that because yeah, people come and they're going to get a completely different experience. Every single person that is, you know, at that hike is going to get something different out of it. And I think that I've never thought of it that way. So no. (laughs) My positive contribution for the day. So, so let's, let's talk about those OGs. Yeah. <laughs> How, uh, it, w- when you first started getting together, like, w- what was that like? Was was there this eagerness, a little, ooh, I'm not sure, you know, kind of, what was it like getting that first group? And then when do you think that the, the OGs clicked? We clicked right away. It was very weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... I, we all became very close very quickly. Um, I don't know. We all connected just super well. And I think that's how things blossom so fastly is because we had such a, yeah, just such a loving, like awesome start of the group. Um, and I mean, a couple of those people I knew prior. Um, and so it just kind of, it kind of worked. We all like commingled super well, Um, and we became super close and to be honest, some of them have become some of my closest friends. Um, but you know, obviously people also have lives. And so the OG group kind of has started to spread a little bit because, you know, everyone's got different things. Some people are moving, you know, there's all sorts of different, like you said, like demographics of why people have joined and, you know, some people have kids and stuff like that. But I we, we clicked right away. It was very, we all said it was very weird. Um, but we, we would even have, you know, game nights and stuff like that as well. Um, right at the beginning, we were hanging out just so often. Um, it was, it was great, honestly. And so from those OGs to kind of like the group you have today, was there a, was it just kind of adding people here and there, or was there a time where it kind of, where it kind of like went like really big and you kind of stepped back, you had to step back and go, 
wow, this thing's gotten a lot bigger than I imagined. Yes. So actually when I had posted, there was a couple TikToks I had posted that went really viral. And when those went viral, I had posted the link of the group on my TikTok. And there was one morning I woke up and I had over like three or 400 people had requested to join. <laughs> so I had to go through and uh, approve all those before um, I did anything else with my day. And so, and it was awesome, but I also realized I'm like, holy cow, like I, I need to take a step back and kind of realize like, this is much larger than what I expected it to be. And like, what do I need to do to make this safe? And like, you know, what's needed for this large of a group of people. Um, cause you do have so many different types of people in this group. So you, you create this group, um, you get, you bring these people together. Uh, let me shift back to the OGs real quickly. Did you, have you ever, Oh, I guess oh, all the way. That's okay. I can edit part of this out. So it sounds really cool. and not, mixed up like it does right now. So (laughs) I'm curious, have you ever been on a hike with a group and kind of maybe been off with your, by yourself to the side and kind of looked at the group and kind of thought to yourself, wow, maybe some of these people would never cross paths if it hadn't been me creating this group. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. You can pump your own tires, Phil. Go yes. ahead. That's what this podcast is for. Yeah, there definitely has there definitely has been moments where I'm just like, I think about it. And I mean, I just think about some of the people I've met and the relationships that I've built with some of these people. It just it I mean, it makes me tear up because it it these people are amazing. I mean, these people, you know, have imprinted on my life so drastically that I know that we all are imprinting on each other's lives. And there are times, yeah, where I step back and I'm like, some of these, some of these relationships that people have built within this group. And it it is, it's because I had started this group and it, it does, it makes me feel very good. And I'm, I am proud that I started something like this to create and build these relationships that, that have blossomed. Honestly. Yeah. There are times where I step back and it is, it is really cool to see. So tell me about that first group hike that you set up. Was there nervousness? Were you like, Oh, is anybody going to show up or was it, (laughs) Oh my God, what if 500 people show up? Kind of uh, walk me through that. Those first couple hikes that you were trying to set up. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) I actually, I want to tell like a funny story. Um, so this wasn't the first hike, but it was one of the hikes. Um, and I don't know, there might've been 10 to 15 of us. Um, but (laughs) we, there was a couple of us who had already kind of met, uh, on one or two of the other hikes and we went to Wyalusing state park in Wisconsin. And, um, one of the people in the group, and I won't name names just for privacy purposes, but, um, he has a van <laughs> and it's one of those like old vans that, you know, somebody's like revamped into like their living situation. Um, and he uses it to camp and whatnot, but it's, it's definitely older. And, um, 
we, some of us knew each other, some of us didn't. And there was a person that was meeting us that I had uh, met separately and was going to meet us. And we met in a Casey's parking lot and um, we, he, he meets us there and we all decide to jump in this van and there's quite a few of us in this van to go into the party crossover because I had a rental car at the time, which doesn't matter, but I could not drive over um, the Iowa state line because I was just using it for as a, as a small term uh, rental car. And so we get into this van and this person doesn't know any of us. And he's like, are you guys kidnapping me? Um, And it was just kind of a funny experience. Um, And I think, we kind of all just worked really, really well together. Um, I was, I wasn't nervous, but I know some other people were, but by the end of it, I know people had talked with me about how like great it ended up being. Um, and I think the nervousness like really went away for a lot of people. Um, I personally haven't really had any nervousness. I'm, I'm very open and out there. I don't get super nervous about talking to other people, but Um, I, the one thing I've been nervous about is, am I doing it right? Am I, am I working this group the way that I'm supposed to be? And I think a lot of times I overthink it to the point that it has created issues. And so I'm working on trying to be a better leader in that, in that realm. Um, but I feel like I'm just rambling at this point, (laughs) but no, no, that's good. Cause that, that leads me to another, what you just said there at the end is really, you know, uh, leads me to another question of how much pressure do you feel like and it, cause it seems to me like when you put this hike together, you want to make sure that everybody experiences a great hike. So yep. I'm sure that has to weigh a lot of you like, okay, I want everybody to enjoy this kind of the way I did for the first time. Maybe it's somebody going for the first time and you're like, man, I want everybody to experience and have the same feelings I did when I did this hike for the first time, you know, kind of, is there a lot of nervousness surrounding that? Yes, a ton. And I think that's something that people don't realize that I have that it, it gives me a lot of anxiety because you're right. I want people to experience a positive experience. And I think something I'm realizing, I've been reading a lot of books about like leadership and stuff, and I'm starting to learn. I can't control what other people feel or how they experience something. And I need to let that go. That's my own kind of toxic trait that I have is that I feel like I can control how someone else feels about my group. Okay. Well, that's not okay. That's not healthy. Um, and I'm starting to realize that, you know, I will make, you know, the group the way that I want to make it. And if somebody enjoys it, they'll keep coming back, you know, but if they don't and it's not for them, that's also okay too. You know, the group isn't for everyone. Right. And, um, there definitely has been a lot of pressure in the past few months just because of how fast it's grown. But to be completely honest in the past, I would say, honestly, the past month, I've really realized how much I need to take back from the group a little bit in in an aspect of having control over certain situations Um, and, and not, not letting that pressure get to me because at some point it doesn't need to always be on me. I can, you know, I want to enjoy it too. I think for a couple hikes, I had some issues where I felt like I wasn't enjoying it because I was so nervous, like you said, and about that pressure. 
And now I feel like I can really enjoy it and just like let go of some of that. So the group's been around, you said since last November. So that's roughly about eight months, 70 months kind of, well, how would you, where's the group now compared to where you thought it would be when it started? Kind of, kind of put like, are you ahead of where you thought you'd be behind kind of, what are your thoughts now as you look back on these first seven months of the group? Yeah. So I don't even know. I didn't really have expectations for it. Um, when I first started it, like I said, it was just an Instagram chat between like 15 people (laughs) and it just, it just started growing. And I mean, at the beginning of the year of this year, I realized I wanted to grow it more. I don't think I'm ahead or behind of what I expected because I didn't really have the expectations on it. Um, now at this point, it's not so much of growing it. It's a matter of how do I want to shape it into maybe potentially a business or, you know, what do I want to get out of it too? And what do, you know, what do other people want to get out of it? And how can I make it more interesting or do certain things that can be fun? You know, um, I think changing up, you know, where we go or, I guess involving more of the Midwest States, that's something that's one of my goals that I have for the year. Um, and so I wouldn't say that I've had any expectations of where, how, how big I want it to be. It's more so where do I want to go with it? And I think right now for me expanding to different States, I just added another hike in Missouri today. That was the first Missouri hike that we'll be doing. Um, I think expanding to the different States is really what I want to do this year. And then, you know, I'm not sure what the goals are for it next year, you know? Yeah, that's good because it's kind of like, you know, like you said, to wake up one morning and find 300 requests, you know, (laughs) it's kind of daunting to be like, Oh my goodness. I've, you know, it's kind of like, be careful what you wish for because it's starting to happen. Yes. So you say you want to develop this group and you're like, man, it could be a part-time gig, full-time gig. You're still looking at it. Is it in conjunction with other, other aspects of the outdoors? Because you said you're more than just hiking, you know? So kind of how does hiking um, join in with the other things that you enjoy doing? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the other things that I enjoy doing, um, specifically like, you know, biking, traveling, traveling is a big one for me. I really enjoy traveling and travel hacking. Um, that's something I really enjoy doing. And so I feel like a lot of the things that I do outside, that's how I meet a lot of other people. Um, that may not enjoy hiking or specifically hike, but then when I tell them about it, they want to learn more about it and they want to join and do, do some of the hiking. And so I think for me, hiking just is a part of my life in the aspect of it's a great way to meet people, but also working on myself and things that I like to do. Um, you know, I guess for me right now, I've really been focusing on a lot of like the self care. And I think, you know, hiking in nature really kind of grasped that it's very healthy to be outside. And so I think it just kind of 
coincides with my lifestyle and the things that I do like to do. I'm not sure if that answered your question. No, it did. And it actually led to the other thing that we had, um, we had left kind of messages back and forth before we um, came on to get, uh, together tonight. And you just kind of mentioned right there that I wanted to lead into that I have on my list is that health and self care. So kind of branch into that a little bit, how the hiking has helped with that and maybe because it it's obviously something that as you take better care of yourself, perhaps you can have better hikes, more intense hikes and kind of one can lead to the other and then kind of two areas can grow together. Yeah. And I, just to kind of preface to you, I think that's a reason why I have kind of uh, slowed back a little bit from creating it into a business right at the moment um, for my group is because I have been focusing a lot on self care and self health and like really focusing on my well being. Um, kind of making this year my year and, and specifically about making myself healthy, genuinely just healthy, whether it be you know, my gut health, my physical health, my mindset, um, my having mental clarity, um, and really focusing on that, but really focusing what I put into my body and how I allow nature to affect my physical body. Um, I've been doing a lot of grounding. Um, so basically I've been doing a lot of barefoot hiking is what I would consider that, which as kids, we'd run around barefoot all the time. But when you're an adult and you go outside barefoot and you're on like rocky terrain, it hurts. Right. <laughs> um, it's a lot different. I don't know. As kids, like pain tolerance was just not a thing. You didn't have to, you didn't, or you had a lot of tolerance. Now we just, we don't have it as much. Um, and so I'm trying to kind of retrain my feet um, to be more um, Neanderthal and more I guess, natural, um, and grounding. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, science and stuff behind it, but getting kind of that, what you would say, electricity from the earth, you get that energy through the earth, um, by grounding. And so that's something I've been doing and just getting vitamin D through sunlight. I mean, there's just so many things that being outside can really benefit you with your literal physical and mental health. Um, I don't know if you've heard of forest bathing, but, and it sounds so weird, but it really is a thing. And I started reading um, some books on forest bathing a couple years back. And I think that's where hammocking kind of comes in for me because forest bathing is kind of just being in the midst of, you know, a forest and in trees and just getting that energy from nature instead of, you know, being, for instance, you know, an apartment or a house where you're surrounded by, you know, walls and concrete and, you know, a lot of electricity instead of actual, you know, nature. Um, and so I think that's where a lot of that just stems into kind of what my goals are for myself, which is, you know, specifically trying to better my health in general. Yeah. The forced bathing, it was in it because Jackie Fetter, who was the person that actually brought us together. Thank you, Jackie, yep. for that, for connecting us. Um, when I was talking with her, recording uh, the podcast it's about a couple weeks ago, that, so that one should be coming out soon, folks. So pay, stay tuned for that one. But she had spoken about it, and, you know, I have my laptop, and I'm like, forest bathing. And, you know, because I'm like, 
okay, that's one I've never heard. So I was kind of reading about it and I was like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense because like I told her, um, I hunt and I hunt, I started hunting when I lived out in Utah and it was amazing that you could go out and never see an animal, but just the mere fact of being out there and just kind of sitting and it's almost like I, I would, you'd have this realization of I am so small compared to everything else out here. I'm just a little yep. dot on the side of this mountain. And you just, it's amazing how in tune you come with every sound and smell and everything. And so I thought mm, maybe that was a form of forest bathing, it was, but it's just being out there. And when you kind of, it's almost like you, you allow yourself to say, okay, everything goes, all my senses, I'm going to try to use all my senses, you know, to their fullest extent. And it's just kind of like that feeling of being out there. That's just kind of unreal. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing it, you kind of, you feel so small and it makes your problems or anything going on in your life. It makes them feel kind of small too, because you realize there's so much out there and so many things that are bigger than you. And it kind of humbles you a little bit in my opinion. Um, and you just, like, like I said before, you get that energy from being in that environment. It, it's just never, it's never to me, it's never been a negative energy. There's a lot of times where I feel like I'm in an office or I am at the grocery store where I feel like that kind of negative energy or negative vibes. I feel like I sound like such a hippie, but <laughs> you get like, just, it's not necessarily a pleasant experience. Whereas like when I'm out in nature, it's always positive. Like I'm always feeling good when I'm out there, even if I have something crazy going on in my life or I feel like I have, you know, the biggest of problems. If I'm out there, I'm, I feel good. It's, it's such a release for me. And I think I think a lot of people have that. They just maybe don't experience it as much because they don't go outside as much or they don't hike or or whatever. But like you said, with hunting, I have a lot of friends who hunt as well. And, and like just them sitting out there, they, they realize, and they have that feeling, especially if you're in Utah, Utah is so gorgeous that, you know, you just, you do, you feel so small, but it's such a, I don't know, an energizing experience, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And what you said, you know, to go with the the self-care and I kind of want to tie that in and, and I'm curious. And then you said, the hippie thing. So my question kind of leads into that is with the pandemic, do you think more people, because everybody was kind of like, you know, inside, inside, inside that kind of, do you think you maybe had a better opportunity to come through that? Because really you were already outdoors and that was kind of really the only place you you could go if you wanted to do something. Does that make sense? So like, I guess, um, are you saying like I had a better opportunity to like hike after, or are you saying because I had, um, hiked prior to that, that now like there's less of an opportunity. I, I guess see, I knew it was a backwards. I, I guess what I was trying to, like with the pandemic, everybody was like, you're inside, you need to stay inside and all that. But yet with you in your outdoors, oh yeah, being able to go outdoors kind of, you know, people kind of said my head's in a bad space and you have all these stories about people that, you know, being inside just really, really beat them down. Whereas 
with you already having this love for hiking and being outdoors, were you able to kind of, that gave you a good base to say, well, I'm already going outside. So I'm already kind of re-energizing myself to where maybe someone who was hiking didn't necessarily go through some of those challenges that a lot of other people did. Yeah. So quite frankly, I was like thriving throughout COVID. <laughs> and, that, and that's what I mean, because it's like, okay, you stay inside, stay inside. But if you're like, okay, I'm outside, I'm fresh, you know, it, it just seems like that would be like the best thing to be doing during that time. Absolutely. Um, I, it sounds bad. I mean, obviously I wasn't happy that COVID was happening, but there was, I was definitely I mean, I just spent so much time outside. I spent even more out time outside and I did do some traveling as well. And, um, I truthfully like, yeah, I think I was still energized. I was still okay because I was outside. I wasn't, um, constricting myself to being indoors. Um, I was working from home and because I was able to work from home, I had more time after work instead of, you know, making a commute to the office to the point where I could literally get off work and immediately go and drive somewhere to hike. And it, I loved it. I absolutely thrived off of that. So yeah, I think people who were taking advantage of those situations and kind of making that positive out of a negative probably were having, you know, you know, better effects from it. Obviously there's people who are nurses who, you know, or even teachers who are having to deal with like the negative side effects with their jobs. And that's definitely where I feel like they, they couldn't have gotten out of that regardless, but someone who is working an office job, I think there was a way to thrive through that. It's just a matter of getting outside and enjoying it, you know? Yeah. And so, and with that, and as I, you know, people maybe, you know, they're starting to say, get out, you know, kind of, refresh yourself rather than staying inside all the time to go to the hippie comment. Do you think maybe that kind of made it to where the hiking and all that started becoming a little more mainstream where it wasn't looked upon as being some weirdo freak, but really more of a, Hey, this is becoming more mainstream. People are understanding the benefits of it. And so therefore it's almost becoming for lack of a better term, the norm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, national parks are starting to see a large fluctuation of people. Um, they're actually having like issues with, um, there's so many people and people like with like feces are having issues literally with like their waterways because there's been so many people and human feces. Like there's literally like articles about specifically that, that I've been reading of how much, how many people are like spending more time outside and goodness, I just had a hike at Ledges state park. And I mean, I knew it was a, a busier park, but I didn't realize how busy it was going to be. There was a lot of people there and it was honestly really refreshing to see people bringing their kids out I feel like for a time period there, you didn't see kids outside um, at all. Like they were just constantly on their iPads or their phones. And now I feel like after COVID, there's been a little bit more of like people bringing their kids outside again. Um, And I think that's something that is really beneficial. And I do. I think that COVID kind of helps people realize, like you said, the benefits of being outside and it's becoming more of the norm. 
Um, I kind of like to consider myself a high functioning hippie. Um, <laughs> that's kind of like what I, I like to call myself a high high maintenance, high functioning hippie in some form. And I feel like a lot of people are starting to kind of become in that different type of that world. And it's becoming more of the norm, which makes me happy. And it's very refreshing to see that. Um, because I do think that was like the one pot, one of the positive things that came out of COVID. So, you know, do you see it and hear it in your group where you have the person who, could be like the CEO and, you know, Monday through Friday, 12, 14 hours a day, they're just banging their head against the wall. But then when they get out with the group, it's, it's, it's like their therapy. Yes, absolutely. I can think of a couple people <laughs> specifically. Um, yeah, it, there definitely are people who are working, you know, that nine to five position. I mean, technically mine's not nine to five, but I definitely work, you know, close to 40 hours a week um, and working, you know, those hours. And when I get out, you know, I have that release. And I, I do see a lot of people that get that, especially here in the Midwest, because I do think it is more of the norm to work the nine to five here. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely see that a lot within the group and, and, you know, seeing them maybe in a different time when they're, you know, if I see them elsewhere, like at the grocery store versus seeing them like on a group hike, they are, it's, they, they almost seem like a different person. Um, and I think that just proves right there, the benefits of when you're outside versus inside. That's really good. And so you kind of said you, you brought these people together and the group was kind of a way to meet people. So yeah. kind of, Talk about how that's kind of worked its way into the group. Yeah. So I had already met quite a few people, you know, through hiking and all of that. And I really wanted to meet more people um, specifically here in the Midwest because I've traveled a lot. And so I've been able to meet people outside the Midwest. But I really wanted to meet people here in the Midwest um, and the surrounding areas of Cedar Rapids as well. Um that like to hike. And so I wanted to meet more friends and more acquaintances. Um, I feel like for me, my friend group that I had throughout college or high school kind of dispersed a little bit. And I knew a lot of that was because a lot of people moved. I also like my interests changed um, very drastically. And so like, I wanted to find people that were interested in things that I am. And this was kind of the way to do that um, and to get people together. And I think, you know, building those friendships has been really awesome. But also, too, I mean, I am single and I do think it's something where, you know, if I want to find someone that I want to date or spend my life with, they, they're probably going to need to like hiking. <laughs> uh, it's probably just part of it's. <laughs> Part of those prerequisites there. Um, I break out in a rash when I go outside. You know, I don't, <laughs> you're probably not going to end up with that person. Right, right. And so I think, you know, for seeing that for myself, but also for other people I know that, you know, they join the group because they want to find someone to date. And I'm like, that is awesome because, you know, whether it be a friendship, like I said, or acquaintances, they just want people around or they're wanting to date. Um, I think having that mix of group of people, um, has really made it interesting, honestly. <laughs> so you, 
your hiking leads to something else that you said you love, and that is traveling. So talk about your love of traveling. Yeah. So um, to be completely honest, when I was younger, um, my parents and I didn't travel a whole lot. That was not something that we did. I saw a lot of my friends that would go on like spring break trips or whatever. And I was working because I wanted to save up and there were certain things that I was wanting in life um, that was a little bit different. And now as I got older, I realized, you know, the benefits of traveling and like how important it really is. I, I think it's really important for people to be able to do if they can, because, you know, learning about different cultures, especially living and not to knock the Midwest, cause I love the Midwest, but, um, a lot of, there's a lot of like closed mindedness. I'm not even sure if that's a word, um, here. And, you know, I feel like I was very closed minded for a very long time where I wasn't opening my mind up to different cultures and seeing different things. And when I traveled, I ended up and I still am learning about different things and opening my mind up a little bit more. Um, and once I started traveling just a little bit, it just kind of, that was a gradual thing. I start, it started gradually getting better and I started realizing how much I was growing and learning, um, personally and, you know, just in my life. And so I don't know, I feel like, again, I'm just kind of railing on here, but I, I started really getting into that. And then I started getting into travel hacking, um, and realizing how much you can utilize points to travel and there's ways to do it inexpensively. You just have to kind of put in the work. Um, and that was something I actually learned, um, from my most recent ex. He was very, very good at, um, kind of the travel hacking and utilizing credit card points and just different ways to hack the system to be able to travel inexpensively. Um, and so I've kind of grasped onto that and I've really taken that and run with it. Okay, that'll be another podcast where you'll completely lay out how to travel hack. But it's it's kind of funny you mention uh mention the, the traveling and kind of opening up because when I moved to Utah, I mean moved to Iowa, I was amazed at the number of people that like Minnesota was as far as they had gone. And I'm like yeah. really? And yep. I I will say for me um, you know, I was, you know, I was young and worked for an airline. So I had been to my, you know, my, the first places I had been, had been Tijuana and Whistler, Canada. That was the extent of me going out of the country. So I wasn't too much better. But then when I met my wife, who was from England, she had traveled all around the world. And, you know, one of the first, she was like, you don't have a passport. And I'm like, no. So <laughs> then you know, traveling to England and I was able to travel to England and Wales and Hong Kong and New Zealand um, and, the, you know, the Netherlands. And it's like when you start traveling, it becomes addictive. Yep. Yeah, definitely. That's and that's so cool because I think I think you're right. There's there's a lot of people, I mean, all over the United States that that they don't leave their state they stay in their state and there's not, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. If people are comfortable with that, leave it be. But if they get the chance to do it, I think it's really cool. Um, if people take advantage of that and, and see that, you know, there are other places and other things and other cultures, cause that's really important. Um, I think 
And I mean, I see that just traveling within the United States, just the differences of the states and even the differences within the states in the Midwest. Um, and I think you're right. I think it's, I think it's just, it gets addictive. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because, you know, people say like, Oh, I want to go to this country and this country. And I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. And it's like, but right now the one trip I really want to take the most is to go see Mount Rushmore. And it's so crazy. I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, like Fiji would be great or something like that. But man, I really want to go to the Mount Rushmore. And it's so, I just laugh every time I say that. I, I just, no. it's just like something almost like basically a car drive away is where mm-hmm. I want to go. But like, like you said, the traveling just, you, you get to meet so many different people. First of all, you meet the people that live there, but then I think it's also the part of you meet the other people who are traveling there. So it's almost kind of like a two for one deal. Yep. Absolutely. And I think it gives you an appreciation of where you live as well too, that maybe you look at where you live a little differently. A hundred percent. I think like when I come home from a trip, I really appreciate coming home. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't want to leave. And I'm like, sometimes I say that. And sometimes I don't, sometimes I'm ready to come home. And and I think it's because I do appreciate Iowa and Cedar Rapids in the Midwest. And a lot of people just don't understand that. But I, I think, like you said, when you do travel, you do appreciate where you come from. And um, it gives you the opportunity to appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So what's next for Aaron? Kind of you've created this group, a group that's growing. Um what's next for you? You know, you said you wanted to try to maybe turn in business, but you putting that in the back burner as you do more of the self care. So kind of what's next. Yeah. So I kind of am starting this also side thing. Um, so I mean, I'm working full time. Um, I work in insurance, so I'm actually really working on kind of moving up in that company. That's something that's like a goal of mine. Um, and so that's kind of something I'm working on. Then I also am starting kind of a little side gig on the side, which I won't get much into because I haven't done a whole bunch on it yet, but I just signed with them and I'm getting ready to kind of start with that. Um, and obviously I want to do some more with this group. Um, but I think right now my biggest goal, um, besides, you know, saving for retirement, I'm really trying to have goals with my financials, but I think my self-care and just like really focusing on like healing and doing things for myself that are necessary to yeah, better myself and focus on that mental and physical health. I think that's really my main focus at the current moment. Um, and I have different goals with those, but I think that's kind of my main focus at this moment. It's, it seems so small, but it, it really has been making a difference in my life, even just in the past month. Um, and just focusing on relationships that I have, the relationships that I do have and how important they are to me, including my parents. Um, I really want to be there for them as they grow older. And I think, you know, just staying in tune and in touch with the relationships that I do have currently. Awesome. So (laughs) I, I see your, I, I joined the group. And then the next, you know, bam, 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 I'm seeing these invites and I'm looking at the pictures on your 
social media and I'm looking at pictures in the group and I'm like, man, that, this looks awesome. But where does somebody get started hiking? Well, uh, Midwest Hikes Dynamics. <laughs> Boom. Way to, way to knock it out of the park there. But, you know, what, what do you say to somebody who's out there that says, man, you know, that Midwest Hikes and Hammocks looks great, but I don't know if, you know, will I fit in? You know, there's probably people that want to hike, go on 50-mile hikes, and that's not where I am. So, you know, what do you say yeah. to those people, i.e. me? Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, – honestly reach out to me and like, let's go on a hike, like just a couple people, um, you know, and do, even if it's whatever, a mile, a half mile, I don't care what it is, but just going out and doing something, whether it, you know, be big or small to you, um, just doing what you can. I mean, finding state parks or, um, parks around you in this area. I mean, we've got a lot in Cedar Rapids, um, near this area. Matzel bridge is one of my favorites. It's about 20, 20 minutes north of here. Um, and I actually just created a hike that we were going to do there within the group in August. And honestly, just going there and just walking, just going and doing, just walking. You only need tennis shoes, um, bring some water, but like you can go as far as you want. And I think that's the thing is, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I need to do nine miles to do a hike. That's not true. I mean, you can do a half mile and you can consider that a dang hike. And so I think for me, it's like just going out and doing it, just going out and and checking out a trail or, you know, ask me and I can give you a trail that is, you know, easier or simple to you and um, more or more flat or whatever it is that you're looking for. I think, you know. I, I want people to feel comfortable. And I know sometimes some of these hikes, maybe they seem a little more extreme to some that haven't. Um, but we, tr- we do try to take into account different abilities or things that people want or haven't tried before. Um, you know, I guess just reaching out to me and just, ha- you know, I can help give different trail opportunities or places to go. Um, I think it's just starting, just doing it, um, and taking kind of that leap of faith a little bit. Awesome. And thank you so much for joining me, taking time out to talk. People want to get involved with you or follow you, get in contact with you. What's the best way to do it? Yeah. Um, honestly, my Instagram is probably the best way. I feel like I'm on there the most. Um, it's Aaron Hansen 48. Um, and just, sending me a direct message and um, I usually am pretty good about responding to those as quick as I can. Awesome. Aaron, thank you. Hiking. It's going to be something I'm definitely going to try. I joined the group and uh, like, like I said, uh, some of the, the hikes you were on, they were showing just look, the pictures just look fantastic. So are you taking those or is someone, it's like, is there a professional photographer taking them? No. Um, so we've had a couple photographers that have came on some of the hikes and they've taken some photos, but a lot of them are just people that have taken pictures in the hikes. They're photos I've taken, just phone photos, a lot of them. Um, so it's kind of a mix of different summer cameras, summer, just literally cameras on phones. And it's just us out there enjoying the nature. And there is one thing I forgot to ask. What's the learning curve of how to get into a hammock? Because it looks, 
it, it looks like it could be a little difficult for a bigger guy like me. So the, the trick, there's different tricks and different ways to get into a hammock. The way I like to get into a hammock is probably unnecessary. Um, but just putting your hammock, setting it lower, you can just sit into it. It just depends on how high you want your hammock up. I always put my hammock up high because that's how I like it. And if I'm backpacking, I want to sleep way above the ground due to animals and such. Um, but like you literally can set it as low as you want and you can just sit right into it. It's very easy. I know. Cause I saw one of the pictures <laughs> and it, it, it was like a, a, a triple decker of hammocks. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> how is the top person getting into that hammock? And I, I was just like, okay, I, I'm sure they've got a system figured out. Oh yeah, definitely. There's different ways you kind of flip into it. It's, it's, it, it looks harder than it actually is. I, it, but it's, it's kind of fun trying to get out. I still struggle trying to get out of the top one. <laughs> I, I just imagine myself in one of some old, some cartoon, just being that person that gets wrapped up in it and just keeps spinning around and around and around. Like, yep, that would be me. <laughs> I can promise you that won't happen. And there definitely are way easy ways to get in and out of them for sure. I promise. <laughs> well, Aaron, thank you so much again for joining me. Aaron Hansen, Midwest Hikes and Hammocks. Thank you so much. And I definitely uh, want to have you back on after been on a couple hikes with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having I really appreciate it. And everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's, it means a lot for you guys to listen to the podcast. If you have any suggestions or ideas, uh, hit me up. Instagram at Skyvoff Podcast. Everybody, be nice to yourself. Be nice to each other and have a great day.